Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another amazing episode of the Power Women in Insurance podcast. My name is Teresa Kitchens, and I am your hostess. I'm super excited. So today I have one of my favorite people ever on the planet. It has ever existed. And that is because she is Kaylee Kitchens, my daughter. Kaylee, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, and hello, everybody. Glad to be back. (laughs) Well, we are excited. So Kaylee is officially, so I just want to make sure everybody knows, today we are recording. It is February 17th. I'm a few weeks recorded out, so we're probably not going to get to this until around March for the actual publication, but Kaylee is officially this week, actually, employed by the agency for one full year. Kaylee, congratulations. Big claps, big claps, big claps. I love it. I love it. Yep, absolutely. And then your actual licensed anniversary is coming up here in March. So by the time this is actually put out there into the universe, it's probably going to be really close to your one-year anniversary of actually passing your license exam. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it was, what did we say it was March 24th? Yeah, I think we said it was March 24th was yep. when you officially licensed. So that's pretty exciting. It went by really, really fast. I got to say, it kind of stuck up on me. Christmas hit and then afterwards, I came to the realization that I've been with the agency for a year. Yeah, and I was shocked. It doesn't feel like it's been a year. It feels like it's been a, a fun ride and I've been learning a ton. So it's gone by really fast. Well, we are excited because for all the loyal listeners out there, we did an episode back in, I think it was May-ish, about Kaylee getting started in the insurance industry. There's a lot of conversation out there right now about how to be able to bring in, quote unquote, the next generation, right? The next generation of Gen Z, people who are going to help fuel fuel the industry moving forward. And so Kaylee is part of that conversation. So number one, she's coming in not, not only as Gen Z, but then she's also coming in specifically fresh with, I'm going to say no insurance experience, but we're going to get into that because of course she's my daughter. She was raised in the insurance business, but never had any desire to be a part of it. And, um, <laughs> or even we didn't really talk about it. So I'm going to call her fresh brand <laughs> into the industry and really just coming in really as really building a career in the insurance industry and really diving deep into commercials. So Kaylee, tell us a little bit about you. You've had a few life changes over the course of the last year. Just give us a quick couple minute recap of your first year in the insurance space and a little bit about you for maybe for the people who haven't heard the previous episode. Well, so like we mentioned, got into it about a year ago and then immediately got my personal lines uh, license. And then immediately right after that went for my CLCS, which for those of you that don't know that it's going to be my commercial lines coverage uh, specialist license. So I put my head into a book for about three to four months and really just uh, learned anything and everything that I could about the industry um, and then went to it. And I started doing a little bit of service work for Teresa and for Sterling And then I was lucky enough to be accepted into the state auto program for commercial insurance specifically. So that began in August. And I tell you what, they have kept me on track and whipped my butt into shape. They definitely have taught me a thing or two. And I couldn't be more thankful for that program, especially being a virtual agency. 
I am in Colorado and Teresa is in Texas. Um, and so our, all of our other employees are also virtual. So I am kind of lonesome out here, but having that extra backbone of weekly meetings, as well as different agents all across the country that are pretty much in the same entry-level point, or at least going through trying to build a book of business, um, that I can reach out and and get some questions answered and at least uh, chat with them a little bit. And that's been super helpful. Other than that, it's, it's really just been really fun and more exciting than I thought it would be. And I hate saying that. I mean, I really wish that that wasn't the truth, but the truth is in fact that insurance is kind of exciting. It's, it is. You're such a nerd, Kaylee. You're such a I nerd. Know. <laughs> I mean, never, ever in her life when she was 12 years old, sitting around, you know, watching TV, you know, or doing whatever, did she go, oh, I want to grow up and be an insurance agent, you know? I mean, I don't even think that word. you have that long family lineage of it, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy. It was just, it was just written in the stars, I guess, you know, I was just meant to like it. Um, but it really has, it's, uh, it's grown on me and I've been having a a lot of fun getting comfortable in my position, especially Mm -hmm. it took me a little while to get comfortable just walking into businesses and trying to strike up a conversation, especially, I mean, we talked about that generational gap as a Gen Z millennial cusp type of person. I see that a lot of people, each generation is completely different with how they handle relationships, especially business relationships and having to adapt to that in this role has been really interesting because sometimes I'll walk in on a millennial manager that wants absolutely nothing to do with me, or else I'll walk in and talk to a boomer that I looked down at my watch and I've been there for 45 minutes and I'm way past the time that I should be there or yada, yada, yada. It's just about balancing relationships and bonding with people, not only on a business level, but on a personal level, because especially since COVID that's not common especially in the insurance and business relationship world. And that's what people are craving. I mean, I've asked multiple businesses that I've dropped in on if they even talked to their agent over COVID and less than half of them said yes. Wow. So, okay. So let's, let's, let's dig a little bit deeper into some of that. Okay. So you have had the last year in the industry, you, like you said, you stuck your head in a book, right? For the first couple of months, you went through number one, your licensing process. And then also we went through, you went through your CLCS program. So your commercial lines coverage specialist, that's a mouthful. So you you did end up with that certification pretty well. And that was something state auto required. How was it for you to go through such a lengthy education process for kind of like, because I know you, you, you know, going, getting in and being able to take the test and then going, okay, then you, you did some service work for a little bit. So you're really learning there as well. It was very intense. But then on the other side of that, so being able to say, then you had to be able to work on your test for the CLCS. How did you manage all of that? Because that's a lot of information, a lot of data and a lot of book time, especially in the first six months of your career. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually really glad that you asked that because I, as somebody that, uh, I mean, pretty much finished off their undergrad and then obviously did my standard lines of years of education and stuff like that. I've never been a good test taker and I've never been really good at sitting down and just studying for something until I know it front and back. Right. But I tried out this new method while having my head in the book for four or five months. Sorry, lady, it's just going crazy. She wants to play. <laughs> lady is uh, her dog, by the way, for people out there. Lady, lady is her, uh, I don't know, 
we call her comfort animal. I don't know, I don't know who's comfort too sometimes. If you come for her, she comforts you, but it's a mutual relationship. It is, it is. So it lady really is, is. Uh, is her is her love muffin. Um Oh, I lost my train of thought. Um, but I tried this new method to where I would study for about an hour and a half. And then I would take a 15 to 30 minute break every hour. And And then that helped me like not overload to where I was just overfilling my mind with information for five to six hours in a day. And then overworking it to where I can only remember half of that information. Taking those 15 to 30 minute breaks allowed me to rest kind of digest all of the information and all of the knowledge and especially the language and the lingo because mm-hmm. it's as well language. as keep up my stamina a little bit before it's just a different language it is it is it really is and there's just so many different I mean the books are massive the books are just yeah. <laughs> insanely large and the terminology is ridiculous but that method of taking 15 to 30 minutes every hour and a half tremendously helped me. And of course, flashcards, because that's my traditional way. I, I, we love flashcards. I love I a flashcard. I know. I got my whole bank of them over here for my CIC stuff. I've been working yes, on I'm, I'm pretty sure that I got my love of flashcards from you. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, okay. So, so you got your license, you got your CLCS and you did a little bit of customer service. It was mainly on the personal lines end of things as you kind of got settled into the agency a little bit. And then you started the state auto program. And I want to make sure that everybody kind of gets the concept here with the state auto program. And just because the state auto program right now is in a little bit of a transition, state auto was purchased by Liberty Mutual or uh, uh, Safeco Liberty Mutual. And so therefore they do have a commercial commercial lines program and a personal lines program, the state auto does. And it is a 12 month coaching program. It is not something you do online necessarily. It is a 12 month. So you go up there for the first week, then they have monthly or weekly coaching sessions where you have a coach. They put certain goals in meetings. They work you through all of your stuff, but they do a lot of content training as well. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. Especially within the first, I'd say three months, at least once every two weeks to three weeks, we learned about a specific industry and specific endorsements that would go along with it and specific risks that would be involved. And they really dove deep into that. The first. Okay, perfect. And how did you feel like being able to get some of that information was for you? Like, cause I think it's, you really, you had a, I mean, six months being able to do some customer service while you're doing all the prep work for the state auto program isn't necessarily a long time. And a lot of people get into the program who've been in like a year or two, right? So you kind of had a lot of experiences there very fast with a lot of information thrown at you. How did you feel going into commercial sales for that program with that education piece? Because they do start off with, they do the dynamics of sales program through that. Then they do a lot of coverage, like you said, endorsements. You had to get your certification. How did you feel as far as coming in, as far as preparedness on the concept of commercial insurance from, say, June 1st, when the program kind of sort of started because you had some prep work to do, and say today? How do you feel like that data or that information on coverages has helped you for where you are? Oh, tremendously. I don't think I would have the confidence even the capability that I have right now to even get in front of a business owner and nonetheless have a conversation with one if I wasn't going through that program. I mean, putting my head in a book was fine, awesome, and dandy, but actually having somebody talk to me about these industries, then they get to have a conversation about it. It helped so much for me to just at least get the idea stuck in my head. I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I'm not going to say I'm all-knowing, 
by any means I have, I know probably 10% of each industry, but I wouldn't even know that 10% if it weren't for those steps that the state auto program put me through. Yeah. And I love the fact too, that when you get up there for the first week, one of the things that really struck me, because your sponsor goes with you, right? And so I'm your sponsor. So for all the listeners out there, I was there for a little bit. So I wasn't there for the whole thing necessarily, even though I did kind of hang out, but um, <laughs> Kind of the nerdy mom. But anyway, I did kind of hang out because Kaylee and I went back to Denver at the end. We had a family thing that we did the week after. So I kind of stuck around for that. But um, the big key is here is you really got a week with the state auto people. The class size is only about 25. You had a full week with about 25 other brand new to the industry, at least commercial insurance uh, producers that are going through the same program that you are over the course of last year. Tell me a little bit about what it was like to meet those people and be a part of that community and how that has really impacted your time so far in the insurance industry for that community. Well, one of the, I guess, phrases that I've heard throughout my life I mean, you you hear your parents tell you it, I mean, throughout high school that like whoever you hang out with reflects who you are. So, I mean, if you hang out with somebody that's getting their PhD, you might, you might get somewhere in life. The the chances are kind of high. If you hang out with somebody that works at McDonald's your entire life, I'm not going to say you're going to go nowhere, but you're definitely not going to get any good networking out of them. Right. And I think that speaks volumes because having those type of influential people that are in the same steps or at least same age range ish, as far as an introduction into the agency. Um, I think a a few of them were like a year and a half in, but that was max. What anybody. Most of them were pretty new to the industry overall. So that was good. They weren't, you know, 20 years in the industry and going into commercial insurance, you know, they were, they were pretty new overall to the industry, but they were all really excited and they were all happy to be there. And that in and of itself made me excited and kind of rubbed off on me. No, I love it. I love it. And then if y'all been able to stay close, because I know part of the program too, is that you guys have meetings and education things. You have your time with your mentor. We're going to get to that, but you also have your time with the team. Is that correct? Yes. So we have monthly, not monthly, weekly meetings um, every Monday morning, and then we'll do a session with both personal and commercial lines, and then we'll separate into our commercial sets. And then we also have a group chat where we can bounce ideas and questions off of each other, even just check in with each other, especially whenever we first got into the whole face-to-face exiting and drop-ins. A lot of us were alone out driving around and getting doors slammed in your face isn't super fun. And having 20 plus people to just be like, hey, you're never going to guess who I just ran into really lightened up the mood. Right. Right. And I think it lets you know you're not alone, right? No. You're not the only one having those challenges. Now, not yeah. everybody has, has is, is completing the program. You are at your halfway mark. So let's, well, let's celebrate. The February is officially the halfway mark. Um, I think uh, the end of January was where you guys had to have certain numbers completed in order to be able to be invited to the second half. And so have you been invited to the second half, Kaylee? I have. Yeah. Very exciting. So we are excited about that. So Tell me a little bit, because we are talking about commercial insurance. We're talking about this. And honestly, and I'm going to make sure that I'm very, very clear with this, because Kaylee and I have a lot of different dynamics going on here that may or may not apply to other agencies out there. Number one, we are an established agency in the Sterling Insurance Group. We've been around for 20 years, but we're mainly personal lines. We're trying to grow into commercial. So Kaylee is kind of our 
flagship to be able to get into the commercial insurance space. We do have some commercial lines of business, but not a lot. I want to make sure the listener hears that. Number two, nepotism. We are family. You know, she is my (laughs) daughter. I am her mother. So there's that element. There's a lot of family relationships in insurance. Sometimes they go very, very well, and sometimes they do not. And I have seen both. And even inside of um, of my own relationships, I have seen that. I mean, um, my dad is still in the agency. I talk about him occasionally. He will be 79 in um, in April, and he is still working in the agency. And then on the other side of that, if you check out the podcast, we have a couple episodes where we go through the fact that my husband joined us for a little bit. We were divorced and we got back together. He's not back in the industry, but that was a very challenging thing. So the idea of bringing Kaylee in to insurance was terrifying to me. And I'll be very honest with that. I've I don't think she wanted to do it. I don't think you're really open to it at no, first. No, I really wasn't actually. I, you really dragged really your thought you just forget about it to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, until I told you that I quit the motorcycle shop and you were like, oh, really? Yeah, you, you I was quit. You quit selling motorcycles. Yeah, I was going to use the old stall tactic that I've used multiple times in Kaylee's life, but just like, yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow, you know? And then, you know, this like three months later and Kaylee stops bugging me about it. You know, that's what I I thought we'd be able to do. (laughs) So, and then on the other side of that, the third thing that Kaylee's really dealing with in this, and I want to make sure everybody knows, is that we are a virtual agency. So she is in Denver. We mentioned that earlier. I am in Dallas. So putting her in the state auto program for me was strategic in the sense that number one, I'm not physically with her. Number two, it takes away the coaching away from the parent daughter type situation to where she's responsible to somebody outside of the program. Number three, they give her the commercial insurance training that we don't necessarily have anybody in the agency who's super knowledgeable about. I mean, I've done like I said, a good amount, but not a ton. And uh, also give her that community to be able to be around other agents that are starting off in this industry. So that's why we chose the state auto program. And it is a 12-month program. So it gets her feet really, really, really into the industry without it being about me and Kaylee. So I want to make sure whenever we are talking about this, she is following the program specifically for a lot of different reasons. And we made a commitment that with her being in this program, she didn't do anything else. So that's part of the state auto agreement is that they're not doing service work. They're not doing other things in the agency. They are specifically doing what state auto tells them to do. So with that, Kaylee, so let's go back to that just a little bit. Tell me a little bit about, you know, you've worked in jobs where you have waited tables before. You have been, you sold motorcycles for a while. You've been very hands and feet, busy type business type thing. How has it been for you to work for a remote agency from the spare bedroom of your home, pretty much in your own little vacuum? How has that been for you? It took me a while to get used to it, especially when I was living with a spouse. It was really hard just because, I mean, they primarily worked on like a four day schedule. So that means that like they would take a day off of work every week. And then I would feel inclined to be like, oh, well, I mean, like I could just like hang out and like watch something with you and like work from the couch and just keep my laptop open. But then you know that that means that I'm not actually going to get anything done. Right. I'm just going to sit in front of the TV and not actually excel or accomplish anything on my to-do list. Between that and seeing something that's gross or dirty and like being like, oh, I could really, I could focus better if I just like did this laundry. Right. Right. Your OCD was taken over. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that took me, I'm going to say four months at least to really like establish and really get 
comfortable doing that. And really what the key was for me was time blocking. Mm. My calendar is my absolute best friend. I take care of it and I comb through it on a daily, if not every couple hours. I mean, I, I even schedule in whenever I'm taking my dog to the park, I schedule in, I mean, anything and everything into that. I mean, I'll schedule in my lunch and that's really allowed me to be more successful. And similar to the conversation that we had earlier about whenever I was had my head in the books and I was studying for all of these tests that I had to take, doing that hour and a half, two hour, take a break. That has helped me too. Typically right now I'm doing like a two and a half with work, especially now that I'm driving around. Right. But yeah, I think, I think it just took some dedication and really just like working out some kinks and keeping promises to myself. Mm. That was the biggest thing, keeping promises to myself and time blocking. And then the rest followed. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And I think too, one of the things that we did, especially in the beginning, when you were making calls and when you were doing service work and things like that, what we did was we trained over Zoom. So we just have an all day Zoom. I have literally a Zoom that that we can pop in every anytime. And Kaylee will say, mom, can you grab on, can you jump on Zoom? And I'll go ahead and I'll jump on. And then we'll go ahead and we'll talk about maybe a, a supplemental she's working on, or we can do this, we can do that. So it's been able to be kind of what I call an open door policy where all she needs to do is... Um, I try to say that I'm going to have it open every day, but usually whenever she needs me, I'm not on it. So, uh, but we'll so you just get on it within like five to 10 minutes. Yeah. We get on I mean, it very quickly. It's, it's yeah. not an open door, but it, it, the key is not far away. Right. You know? Exactly. And it's always <laughs> the same link. So we don't have to sit here and send things back and forth or go. Exactly. Makes it very easy. And um, so we will, we'll get online though. And that way she can share her screen. I can share mine. We can, we can talk through things. Um, I can listen to her on the phone. If she's making a call, she can hear me. If I'm making a phone call, she can hear the language, the verbiage. It's as if she's sitting directly next to me. So I want to make sure people hear how we're training on that. Another thing that we're doing is I am trying to be able to be up in Denver about every four to six weeks. So therefore, either Kaylee comes down to Texas or I go up there. And uh, what we do is we connect. We have also brought in my husband who is used to doing outdoor sales calls for metal sales. And so he will come in about once a quarter and be able to make drop-ins with Kaylee over the course of, say, two, three days. So that way they can talk about confidence, body language, how to be able to present yourself, those types of things. And that has worked out, I think, pretty well and being able to do some of that. I do wish that we could be there with you five days a week or even like every single Friday or whatever. And unfortunately we can't do that, but how do you feel like those methodologies have helped you to stay kind of connected to the program and, or to your goals? I feel like it's helped me keep on track, especially implementing Marcus coming into town and helping me out with drop-ins. Seeing that has definitely helped me out having a mentor to be with, because it's always going to be easier walking into somewhere whenever you have somebody else. Right. Anytime. And especially to have somebody of such a different statue and that that just brings a different element into the scenario. Everybody has their own style when conducting business. And for those of you that know Marcus, he has a very unique one. <laughs> he does. He does. And, and and I think that was really useful to see the difference in how he can lead a lead a conversation versus how I was doing and how he was able to not exactly make power power moves and power plays in the conversation, but be able to guide it and still control it while allowing the prospect or client to 
express themselves and give us details about themselves in the business in the process. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun and definitely something to remember. And I learned a lot of good things and a lot of good pointers. And yeah. it's been especially having you come up here every uh, every couple weeks, every couple months and hanging out. It's been nice to sit down and work with you and actually get to check and chat face to face a little bit. Yeah, we've done some role playing. Um, we've worked on things like confidence, being a body language, being able to connect, be able to make small talk, those types of things too. So we've done some of that in that arena. And even though Marcus is uh, not actively in the insurance industry right now, because he does, he has gone back to metal sales. He is licensed. He can have those conversations. And of course he does know manufacturing and he knows a lot of good business stuff. Um, one of the things too, is that uh, he was able to use some of his connections to be able to help Kaylee to be able to go through a manufacturing plant and be able to see some of the OSHA, some of the safety conversations that we have around commercial insurance, especially manufacturing. How was that experience? Complex. Okay. It was a lot more complex than I thought it thought it would be because that was my first exposure to True safety and like OSHA regulations. I mean, obviously, service industry, there are so OSHA regulations and different safety protocols that we have to follow. Same thing with the motorcycle industry. I mean, you're right around motorcycles and you're riding things that's dangerous as well. But using that amount of cranes, the amount of safety protocols as far as like flags in certain places, as far as like fire extinguishers on each wall, as well as a defibrillator, little things like that. And seeing each of the working parts of that manufacturing or of that distribution plant, as far as every single employee working together to keep each other safe, to keep each other aware and keep production onwards. And that was really cool to see as far as just like the functionality of it and seeing everything be implemented in and of itself. It was kind of surreal being a a part of it all especially being in front of massive cranes, moving big old pieces of metal. That was a first for me, but um, I'm really glad that I got the opportunity to do that. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah. And I think especially whenever we talk about workers' compensation, whatever we talk about, a lot of things, it's a good idea for you to have that knowledge and that understanding of where people can get hurt and how people can get hurt and how these things are so important. One of the things that we are talking about with Kaylee is that after she's done with the state auto program, might even get her a little bit of a rest. I don't know, but maybe not. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> We do want her to be able to do some basic OSHA training and to be able to do some of that so she can go ahead and consult with business owners too on safety and protocol and things. So I want to make sure I throw that out there too. That is one of our larger goals down the road is to be able to do some very basic OSHA training. And um, I think that'll be really, really good for her as well. So um, I'm one of the things I've been most impressed with for you, Kaylee, is how open you are to conversations, how open you are to new things, how you're like, all right, let's do it. 
somebody says, hey, you know, let's go look at a metal plant. Hey, let's go role play. Hey, let's whatever. You're, you really take it in and you really think about it. You process it and you don't just take an experience and go, oh, that was fun. Let's, you know, go get ice cream after we're done. You know, you're not, you don't just move on, right? But you take it and you really internalize it and you really make it a part of who you are and what you're bringing to the table as a professional. And I, I really wanted to tell you that I'm, I love that about you. I've always loved that about you, but I really see that blooming in you in the last year. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, the industry itself is really robust. And the fact that commercial lines specifically is working with countless other industries that you need to know the the specialities of and the ins and outs in order to be a good agent for your client has forced me to be on top of my feet and to be aware of my surroundings and to take information in wherever I can. Even if it's from 30 minutes of a conversation with a client where he opens up about the random gas leak that he had on on a truck somewhere or something like that. I mean, that was just an example, but like the little things of taking in information anywhere that you can is so valuable because in the long run, the more that you view and the more that you understand and the more that you pick up on, you can use that to your advantage later on. Somewhere down the road, you know, somewhere down the road, right. You know, and you can pull it back up. I might also be storing a bunch of like nonsense information. I'm not doubting that, but I think some of it might be useful. Oh yeah. And you never know. You never know where it's going to be useful. Right. So, okay. So I want to ask you, what has been your biggest challenges? Because I know that number, like we mentioned all the dynamics, right? Virtual family, blah, 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 blah. The fact that you're so far away, what have been, you know, the state auto program, new industry, new language, new verbiage, what has been the most challenging thing this past year that you feel like you have addressed or encountered? Let's use the word encountered. Then we'll talk about how you addressed it. Or if Honestly, you are. getting out of my own way. Okay. What does that mean to you, getting out of your own way? What does that mean? I'll get wrapped up in doubting myself and not feeling confident in action. And then I'll just postpone it and I'll push it to the side and say, no, I'm not, I'm not capable of doing that. And I could see how it could end badly. So I don't even want to proceed. And that's an automatic fail automatically. And especially with, and this isn't the first time that getting out of my, my own way has (laughs) is a lesson that I learned. And I don't think it'll be the last one either. Um, <laughs> I think it's a process to tell you the truth. It's a tiered cake, mm-hmm. you know, getting out of my own way, there are multiple layers, but specifically in a sense of not caring what a stranger thinks. This is my job. Me walking in and interrupting somebody's day doesn't mean that I'm a bother. It doesn't mean that I'm unwanted. I'm the one that's telling myself that. Yeah. 90% of the no soliciting signs that are on these doors have been there for 20 years. <laughs> like, True. and whenever I first started doing drop-ins, I remember looking at any no soliciting sign, seeing that it was rusted over and probably from the last tenant and still refusing to walk in. Mm. And then I remember the first time, um, not the first time, I won't say the first time, but one time I had a I walked to, to a business, didn't even look at the door really. And had a great conversation with a business owner right off the bat, walked outside and then saw no soliciting set on the door. And I was like, uh, see, I, I got out of my, it's just getting out of my own way. Yeah. It's just putting one foot in front of the other and deciding that I'm not my thoughts. I and mean, because I mean, I have sat 
in front in my car in front of a door multiple times hyperventilating and being like, do I want to go in there and talk to a stranger? I don't know if I'm capable of that. Mm. And that's the, that's the embarrassing truth, but acknowledging it sheds light onto it, which Mm -hmm. takes its power away. Yep. Cause that fact is 10 times more embarrassing than walking in on a stranger and telling them about myself and our business. Well, I love the fact that you were aware of it. You didn't just get so into the thought process that you just left. I mean, I'm not going to say you didn't because, I mean, honestly, there have been times that I have. I mean, I'll be very yeah. honest because I have the same thought processes. But, you know, and, and I've heard before, confidence is a muscle and we have to exercise it. We have to grow it. That It's not something that, I mean, some people are born with what I'm going to call an oblivious <laughs> and I, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna call it. It's not anything mean or rude or, or disrespectful to that person. There's a lot of people who don't it's, even it's think about it. Is it is a gift, and it's a lot. It's a curse in some ways too. It is. It's, there's a lot of people out there that they don't even think twice about it. They're like, it's my job. It's what I'm doing. Let's go. Yeah. And there's a lot of other people like, oh, I don't know. Am I gonna be a nuisance? Am I gonna get in trouble? Is he gonna yell at me? Yeah. And I'm much more. On Am I gonna interrupt their day? Are they gonna be bothered? Like. I- Right. Right. So you, you saw the, the pattern and you were able to see though, that even though you encountered some of these things and non soliciting sign that you were able to get over those and be able to, to get in there and have a good conversation with clients. So I love that. I love that. I think that's a very, very powerful method um, or, or message for people to be able to hear, because I think that's one of the biggest things about commercial insurance is like you said, getting out of your own way. And especially talking about uh I mean, when you're talking to a client, you're talking about their, their business, you're talking about their life, you're talking about everything that they know. They know the lingo. They know every corner of their business. They know the ins and the outs. And they don't have time to tell you all of that. Right. But yet it's absolutely important that you know so and that you know these things. You need to know what keeps your client up at night. Yeah. He doesn't want to tell you, but you need to know. And figuring that out is a part of the really fun game. Yeah. Um, as long as you get out of your own way, because I've had awkward conversations that I've walked out and been able to laugh about and mm-hmm. I've had really good conversations that I feel like I've created good relationships based off of. So Kaylee, um, okay. uh, what has been, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to call you on the table on this one. <laughs> Just because I know because you called me, you're like, Oh my gosh, this is the most embarrassing ever. What oh my God. Been- and you know exactly where I'm going because I want people to hear that this stuff is real, right? This is life. So, Kaylee, what has been? We've talked about kind of getting out of your own way. We've talked about you know getting out of the car when maybe you don't want to. Maybe when you're worried you're going to impose on somebody. But what about if you think you might uh, make a have gone too far? I'm just saying, has that ever happened to you? Maybe you know. All I can say is it's good to you know look around the building, but if you don't see something off the bat. Don't keep looking. Uh, <laughs> I ended up, I, it, it's, it's that, that intro was not a person. It actually was, but I ended up pulling up to a building and didn't see all the doors were locked, but the door to the boiler room was open. And um, there was two guys in there. It was a thin room. I'm going to say maybe five to six feet wide. If that, if that is boiler room, you know, maybe on the right. but I ended up uh, poking my head and I've been like, Hey, are there any owners here? Uh, my name is Kaylee with the Sterling Insurance Group. I'd love to bug you for a second. And 
Um, ended up having a great little conversation. One of them was the owner, of course. I talked to him for maybe like three minutes or so, not too long. He was obviously busy. But as I was walking out, I tripped and <laughs> I fell right in front of this man. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was a crazy person. And I, and I, I don't even, what did I say? I, I tried to play it off in a funny way. And I think I just embarrassed myself more. <laughs> I, I, I blacked it out of my memory, honestly. But that was fun, you know? And it's going to happen. It's going to happen. We're human beings living in a human world. Yeah. So listeners out there. And memorable. It happens. You know what? And maybe if you, you know, when you go back or whatever, they'll remember you. I mean, you know, be like, hey, I'm the chick that, you know, found you in the room and then I fell on the way out the door, you know? Which you want to make sure that you have insurance for that. You know, I exactly. I could have turned into be like, I'd be like, hey, you know, general liability. It's important. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So Kaylee, as you are in the state auto program, you're now halfway through. What do you see for the future? Where are you going? So, I mean, and and with that, I know that you get the weekly coaching with uh, Diane Masterson, who is an amazing coach. And we are so blessed that you have been able to build a relationship with her and that she is a part of your journey in your insurance world. So tell me a little bit about that coaching importance, what you're looking forward to in the, in the next six months in this program, as you, as you go into the next, uh, wrapping up your first year of actual commercial insurance training. Now that I feel like I've established my organization and my confidence, I'm excited to establish a routine and really get into the flow of everything and really get comfortable in it. Yeah. Since I was virtual, since I am also working with two different CRM systems through state auto program and through Sterling, yeah. I feel like it just took me a while to get my butt into shape, get just organize myself and figure out how to do so. And now that I figured that out on top of the confidence of believing in myself, I feel like the possibilities are going to be limitless. And I'm excited to this half of the program, jump more into marketing and maybe chamber of commerce and do a little bit more outsourcing and really connecting with more young professionals in my area because Denver is I mean such a compact area and there are I mean that's that's the demographic is young working professionals 99% of us um, especially in the Denver metro area and I'm excited to really just grow my professional personality and my book of business and make relationships along the way I love it I love it how has it been working with a coach because holding you accountable for you being able to make your numbers. And those numbers have been a variety of different things. Maybe they've been drop-ins. Maybe they've been phone calls. They've been X dates. They've been, um, okay. you know, uh, uh, forms that you fill out for information, things like that. They have kind of a different thing that they kind of track and coach on and things that you're supposed to do, connections you're supposed to make and so forth. How has it been working with a coach in that type of situation? The push that I needed. Okay. A hundred percent. Because as we were talking about the different elements that go into our relationship and the business relationship since we are mother and daughter having somebody else to keep me into shape and keep me accountable has really excuse me has done exactly that mm-hmm. has kept me accountable and made me more on top of it and kind of put the 
I don't want to say the fear of God in me, but <laughs> um, something like that. I mean, yeah. and especially because you can see everybody else in the program stats. You can see how much they're selling. You can see what numbers, how many drop-ins they've done, whatever. So mm-hmm. it adds that little bit of competition as well as my meetings with Diane. She's resourceful, enlightening, disciplined, and really methodic and brings a lot of great ideas into play, especially as far as like asking about like when, when was the last time that your agent or did, did your agent reach out to you during COVID? That was mm-hmm. her idea. What keeps you up at night? Her idea, just great little things like that have been ingrained in my head, all things to her. Yeah. As well as keeping my butt accountable and making sure that I'm actually doing the prospecting that I should be doing. Cause it's yeah. easy to not. Yeah. It's insanely easy not to. Yeah. And that's a conversation that I think agents all over the country have is that prospecting is gruesome and it's timeless and it's a game of numbers. It really is. It really but is. That's the name of the game. But I love too, that she has given you really good suggestions. Like if people are not emailing you back or calling you back, how to be able to reach on out to them, how to be able to strike up some conversations with them. And I love the fact that she just believes in you, you know, and she's like, Kaylee, you know, you're better than that. You know, don't let this stuff get in your head. Right. And I love the fact that when the last, because I'm on occasionally, I'm not on a lot because I'm only on every once in a while because I'm your sponsor. But anyway, um, mentor, sponsor, I don't know. I can't remember exactly what their word is. But I think for me, I love seeing you, the two of you develop a separate relationship for me and the, the way that you all have a great rapport together and uh, the suggestions that she gives you. And then the, what you do is you come back to me and say, oh, she has a suggestion. I'm like, okay. And we recently, just in the last two weeks, have come up with a solution to to help you with one of your most recent challenges. So tell us a little bit about that. I'm going to let you I'm going to let you run with that one. So again with the whole conferencing as far as like dropping in on people. So I, I established the whole let me get your expiration date on your current policy. That's great. That's fine. That's dandy. I want to come back in and drop in on you afterwards later on in the following weeks, but then what do I talk to you about? Right. I mean, especially sometimes, I mean, we're taught to look at like a a picture on a desk or a flag on a wall or something or anything. I can't think that quick on my feet. I I just, I just can't. So we decided to come up with some flyers as far as just some like, like reading material for me to come into and bring value to an intro conversation. And not that that added so much value that it changed the entire thing in and of itself, but having an icebreaker that's not regarding commercial insurance to initially bring up to a business owner that brings value to them has been a game changer. A, it allows a business owner to let down their guard because they're like, yes. oh, you're talking about hiring, but yet you're a commercial insurance agent. That's yeah. weird. So, so people know what we did was we created a hiring flat, a f- form of hiring flyer. So what we did was we took like what? Top questions to ask whenever you're interviewing. And then we took on there and, and then we- the- did some research and we did a ranking of the platforms right out there. So it's not anything complicated. It's not even something that we had to write. We actually found out the information online for both of them. And I think we had it together on Canva and what, Kaylee, 30 minutes? Five minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And most of that was the colors that we were trying to make sure it was all done and bringing in our logo. But the content itself was like five minutes. It was really, really easy. So we um, what we did was we went in and we massaged some of the stuff. We changed a few things around. But then we brought in something and we had it professionally printed. So we sent it out to Office Depot because we were just doing a little uh, pilot run on it. I would definitely send it to a really good printer, make sure it's really quality. But it has all of her contact information on it and everything. But it gives her something to walk in and talk about a pain point that a lot of people have right now, which is hiring. Yeah. And I, I've got to say, especially after having conversations with business owners, a lot of them don't know insurance lingo. Yeah. And so a lot of them get confused whenever you talk about it with them. And um, I think another great flyer would be like some common insurance definitions and some common endorsements, especially specific to, to different industries. Because a lot of people don't know what cyber is or like different, right. different little things like that, or what hired and non-owned might be. And they don't know the words that are on their exact policy and their agent sure as hell isn't going to tell them. Right. Right. And we've also talked about some like making it seasonal too. So doing something like right now, it, of course, it's February 17th. People are getting ready to do their taxes. All the corporate taxes are due in March if people are on time. So maybe like the ways that some of the, the tax uh, deductions maybe that people can think of for the year, right? Maybe partner with a local CPA in your area to be able to get some of that information. Co-brand things with local business partners that you can co, uh, co-market with, with um payroll people with um, lenders for, you know, business loans, things like that, banks. So as Kaylee's going to get out there this next uh, quarter to the next six months, and she's going to hopefully start doing more networking, she's going to get more into her community. She can identify good referral partners and good partners to be able to co-brand some of this with maybe even, and be able to promote their business while they promote hers and create that relationship. So that's another way that we could take a flyer type idea and be able to uh, let it grow and let it be able to utilize a little bit more of the local community to be able to bring value to the clients, a great icebreaker, and be able to build relationship within the community. So I wanted to make sure we kind of went over that just in case people are looking for good icebreaker ways to be able to get in there and connect with different business owners, because I know that's been really impactful for you. Yeah. And I... And I'm not going to lie, whenever I first started doing drop-ins, I didn't want to be somebody that brought Tootsie Rolls and was just cheesily saying, hey, I just wanted to roll in. Like that would, that's not my style. <laughs> that's not my vibe. I, it's fun it's, though. It's fun, it's cute, and it's great, but it's been done before. Yeah. And one of, I think, the biggest shifts that is happening in business right now is a wave of casualty and comfort and more of a natural relationship rather than, um, I think the, the stereotypical suit and tie, right. um, right now you're, you're getting a lot of people using lower link, more casual conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with that comes people wanting more value with their business relationships. Yep. And then that goes back into the heart of networking. How can, what can I do for you that you can do for me or what, what mutual relationship, how can we help each other out? And I think bringing a little pamphlet that helps might help out their business, might strike up an idea, might help them help a friend that they know or another business owner. Yep. Or you could even combine it with the Tootsie Rolls and put Tootsie Rolls on the flyer and say, make sure that your 20 year 2023 is on or gets off on started on a great roll. I don't know. I'm hey, I mean, I told you about my 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 idea for um like glasses cleaner. Oh, I yeah. still want to do that. 
eventually. I'm not going to give up my secret yet because I feel like that's really good. And I want to do it, but we'll see. We're going to talk about it. Absolutely. So, Kaylee, I want us to start wrapping it up a little bit. And I wanted to be able to ask you one question that I think is, is one of the biggest motivators in insurance. Okay. How did it feel when you made your first solid sell? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, it, I felt like a badass. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, so what did you, what did you do that you were so proud of yourself with to move that along? Um, I, I had been working with this guy for, uh, three months. Yeah. Three, 34 months. He was, um, currently uninsured and had been uninsured for since 2020. Um, so that was tons of fun. Um, and, and getting him to like respond and so on and so forth. It, it was just kind of uh, a bit of a back and forth pull more than it should have been. Um, but then when I finally ended up getting him on the phone, getting, telling him my final proposal, he asked, all right, what should I do next? And I said, um, or he said, what are the next steps? Uh, I, I'm trying to think about how to phrase it. This is one of my favorite closing lines. Um, he said, all right, what should I do next? And I said, you should ask me uh, how we should wrap this up and finish. And that, one of my top tier, solidest moments, I think, in life. And I, and I remember it was like right around, what, Thanksgiving or something like that? Yeah. It was, it was, she was actually it, home for Thanksgiving, and she was over at her girlfriend's house and from high school and uh she was sitting there and katie was there on the other end of the computer i was on zoom with you because you were on a phone call and you were in katie's kitchen and you just nailed it i mean across the board and i remember as soon as you're like okay well thanks have a great day and you hit that hang up button both me and katie were like yeah i think i I think i legitimately screamed out loud i was so excited and um I, i can't wait to have more yeah. Yeah. Really, really. I love it. Well, Kaylee, you have done a great job this past year. I just want to let you know, I'm excited to see where you're going <clears throat> where all this is going to be. You really embrace the industry in a way that I honestly got to say I didn't expect. And um, I've been really, really impressed with the autonomy that you have because working virtually is challenging. Being new in sales is challenging. Managing your own calendar is, is challenging. You know, being able to get out there and be able to drop ins without somebody beside you all the time is challenging. Being able to work with family is challenging. Uh, we did add in one more layer I want to make sure that we are very clear on is that we did hire a full-time, or she's not full-time, but we hired a uh, commercial lines account manager who does help us out so many hours a week. But one of those hours, she and Kaylee have a weekly review of all the things Kaylee's working on, all the supplements, you know, anything that she has. And I think that's been a really big source of confidence for Kaylee as well. And she is uh, an absolute lifesaver. She's been teaching me so much and I am so grateful that she's a part of our team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So big shout out, Gloria. Big, big shout out, Gloria. Gloria. Go, Chiefs. We love you. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> 
So everybody, this is the amazing Kaylee Kitchens. She is doing a great job. We're going to continue this series. We started it with a year in the life. That's kind of the concept we're chronicling, but we're chronicling in real time. We're not going to go back and only publish these in like a series all at once when she's already done with it. We're doing it as she is experiencing this. She's about to enter the second half of the state auto program. She's going to go a little bit more into networking, a little bit more into being able to get the applications because they kind of move you in gradually. You start to get X dates, then you move on to the next thing, which you get comfortable with drop-ins. Now they're going to escalate that process in the next six months. She goes to training in the next week and a half. So we're excited about that and what that's going to be. But we will keep all of you loyal listeners completely up on Kaylee and her journey as she is in the insurance industry and commercial specifically. So um, this is exciting. Oh, one last thing. Anybody that's working for a virtual agency, I don't know if I'm crazy, but this helps me. Uh, a, to begin with, I'm not a shoe person in my house. I don't like shoes. Might be because I live in Colorado and I don't want your snow sludge in my house. But one of my biggest, most productive things that helps me in the morning is putting on shoes. Ah. I don't know why, but it makes me, it makes me think I'm, I have to get stuff done. And that's been really helpful. Interesting. I don't know why. So do you have specific shoes that you wear in your house? Yeah. I use my Tevas. Okay. I don't use any of my like black boots. I use just like my, just. It helps you feel dressed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes me feel more motivated, I guess, for some reason. Cause it. if I'm in my house slippers, what am I going to want to do? I'm going to want to lounge. Obviously. Right. right. No, I agree with that. I like that idea though. It's something I've never tried before. And working from home a lot, that's something yeah, I that getting ready with as well. Waking right. up and actually like making sure to take a shower, get yourself prepared, get yourself ready. Game changer. Yeah. Yeah. And being ready for your day up front. Mm-hmm. That way you don't end up like, oh, I don't feel like it. I'll do it in 10 minutes and all of a sudden it's four yeah. o'clock. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> all right. Well, if Kaylee, if people want to reach on out to you. How would you be okay with them reaching out to you? Where are you at that they can find you? You're more than welcome to email me at uh, Kaylee, K-A-L-E-I-G-H at sterlingandsnow.com. Same ending as Teresa's email. Um, Other than that, LinkedIn, I'm fairly active on there. I'm trying to build a little bit more of a platform on there here in the next coming weeks. Um, That should be under just my first and last name. Other than that, um, you're welcome to reach out um, on Facebook or any other way that you can find me. Absolutely. And if you reach out to us, we are on uh, Facebook. We have Power Women in Insurance as a page. We're also on LinkedIn. We are also on Instagram. If you reach out through that, I definitely know where she is. And I can definitely go ahead and connect anybody with her as well. Hey, you have my... Go ahead. I was about to say, you've got my location services. Don't don't tell them all that. She shares it with me on her cell phone. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, when you used to work at the motorcycle shop, I will say this, totally different topic. But when I used to work at the motorcycle shop, before I called you, I would always like look up your location so I could see if you were at the motorcycle shop because I didn't want to call you while you were at work. Mm-hmm. So if you're at the motorcycle shop, I was like, oh no, I'll call her later, you know? And then I'd be like, oh, she's at home. Okay. Hey, Kaylee, what's up? And then I give you a call from there. But I always use that. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really track you too much. Or like if I'm in town, I'm like, is she on her way over here yet? What is going on? Like when we, we were down the street last time and I was always like is she walking what is she doing is she still where is she doing where is she at <laughs> exactly but I love that and uh we'll dig into more of the success tips next time that we get together uh we'll dig into a little bit more of the the challenges the joys the structure and if anybody has any additional questions we're pretty much open books yeah. and we're here to be able to sure. answer any questions 
always open, always happy to have conversations and always here for you. I love it. Well, everybody, this has been another amazing episode of Power Women in Insurance with one of my favorite women in the entire planet, Kaylee Kitchens. And uh, my name is Teresa Kitchens. I'm thankful that you are here today. Check us out on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We are all over the place. Amazon, we are everywhere. So check us out online. Uh, reach out to us with any questions that you have. And every single Wednesday, we do talk to another amazing woman in the insurance space. So check out all of our past episodes and the ones to come to be able to connect with women in your insurance niche that will help you to be able to propel your career into the future. Everybody have an amazing day. Bye-bye. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast certified.